Okay. It has a lot of king making. This was something that, that I think be... shut up and shit down. Shut down. Shut up and shit, shit down. Please. That's how we feel about yeah. those those frauds. Shut up and shit down. <laughs> Please cut this <laughs> part of the like thing. <laughs> if anything, this is gonna go first. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Board with Fins, a casual podcast about tabletop and board game nonsense with the whimsical mystery that some of us may or may not be Finnish. My name is Tom. I'm one of your hosts. But luckily, it's not just me, because next door to the studio is the world wife carrying championships. (laughs) And I found two contestants that were just disqualified to talk about board games in the studio. Wait a minute. It's Simon and Eater. Hi, guys. How's it going? He's Hi. Going hello. Well. Hello. Wow. Appa- apparently, you're not allowed to like switch the roles where the female carries the man because that's what we were going for. I, I thought the issue would be you're not married. No, yeah, not no, wives. No wives among you. No, yeah. they, they accepted it. There was the problem that we had Eater carrying me, and they yeah. said no, even though we were just in the lead. Mm. Like, so that, by, we would have won. Yeah, easily. on the on the very like marginal thing where it's like not married and not in a relationship, but you know, it's not yeah. relevant. I yeah. I thought that it's, drunken Vegas marriage would have held up <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Finnish courts yeah. for the out, purpose of that gold medal. Turns out it's against EU regulation for them to check our marriage certificate. So we just say that we're married and they're not allowed to check. Yeah, it's GDPR can't problems. Yeah, they, yeah. Can't, they, they can't keep track of those things. They're very personal. It's tragic to see a gold medal snatched away by oh. those pencil pushers in Brussels oh, yet again. So well deserved. Oh, well. Oh, and we well. had been training for so long as yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you really... Out of the people I know, the carrying that yeah. I have seen e- from you two in the last six months... It has carried me so much. Jesus. <laughs> it's, I mean, in every sense of the word. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful... Yeah. And almost hypnotic sight. It it's is, beautiful. It the grace of a unicorn uh, between you two. But anyway, you're probably wondering why I've dragged you away from this discourse into the studio. Uh, and it's because we're going to discuss the pithy title that we've definitely had completely planned for probably weeks or months now. Hmm. Uh, but games that are played above the table. Does someone who isn't me want to explain what that means? Well, I think we've used that phrase quite a lot. I know my co-hosts disagree on this because they don't actually listen to the podcast. Just one and done. Yeah, I'm one also sure that I, I don't think I've heard that phrase many times in my life. I, I'm entirely certain we have said it quite a few times. I don't even listen to this when I edit. It's just a vibes. I just ch- I just cut out random you bits. You just look at the waveform. I just it's no do audio. Waveform. I don't... Just, it's a visual yeah uh because my headphones only have the old jack and they don't fit into my computer mm. anymore so i just have mm. to go on it's a pure waveform vibe mm. thing it's a miracle this gets out really it, it's surprisingly well actually well, yeah there you go there yeah you go. i've got uh, the touch but what we like usually when we say that we're talking about games that sound like absolute shit when you explain the <laughs> rules but they're actually actually are really good games that have a lot of interaction and something that you bring to the table but also sometimes talking about games that have a emergent qualities that you kind of don't expect based on the mechanics or the way it's explained mm. to you but that end up being the main thing yeah. in many ways I don't want to say the word like story games or event games, but it's like games that predispose themselves to this to a story or to a narrative through playing. Like you couldn't read a rule book and get what it is. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes not even watching a video about it or like mm. seeing it played because it doesn't no matter how much shut up and shit down tells me that like it's like this is a story game that has more narrative than is in the cards and it's like very amazing. It doesn't I don't actually believe that. Fully until I actually try it. You don't believe anyone on the oh, internet. Oh, wow. throwing yeah. shade on our biggest competitor. 
Yeah. One that we're going, I think I'll we sh- we're <laughs> neck and neck. Mm. <laughs> I'll check the numbers. I yeah. think they've just slipped into second place behind us. Potentially. <laughs> on Potentially. Uh, on, no, on whose playlist? Simon's playlist. Yeah. Uh, I mm. mean, we all we, we all saw their most recent video about... Uh, a great company. No, I about a great Yeah, that's true. Very, they're, very... Yeah, they're doing like yeah. a top 100. Yeah. And like, we're fingers on the pulse because we kind of mentioned Agricola a bit when we kind of maybe dissed Eurogames pretty heavily in the... Previous episode, in a, like in a previous episode, back, yeah. 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 Mm. But you know, whatever. You know, technically, ours came out before. So who copied who? <laughs> really? Probably no one. It's just a just a coincidence. It's, yeah. But yeah, what what games then spring to mind when you're when you're thinking about games that? And I assume this is very people based, right? Yeah. Like I guess I, some of these games could fuck up if you play with bad, quite dull yeah. people. Yeah. I think one of the ones that like I we almost have a contractual obligation to mention Twilight Imperium at least once episode. But... I've never played that game. I've never never <laughs> it never comes up in any of my anecdotes or of anything. Uh, yeah. No, but that's at least one I remember us referring to as being about the table because it is about the interaction you have with your people. But mm. you can also play that game as a war game and as a like resource like fighting game. It's yeah, it's not necessary for that. Mm. But another game that you really cannot play without the parts that are above the table Another game we've talked about before is King's Dilemma, which mm. if you explain it, it's just like, oh, you gather with your friends to pull a card from a deck and then make a decision about <laughs> and it. And then put some shields on an array of cards. Yes. Well, an array. Three. Yeah. Or t- no, you only put shields on two. Yeah. yeah and you God. kind of have some kind of a long-term goal that you can't really do anything active about except kind of try to steer the conversation when it's something I mean, related comes up. You can't even really score points yeah or win like the, the points don't matter in that game like what? barely at all there's nothing you can really sit down and play you just sit down and so vote is, on things and then go home i'm trying to think of like scientific laws that could be applied to these games is it games that really don't work if you can't talk like yes like you could play ti completely silently and, and it, it, it would function as a game you could do it and mm. it would be enjoyable i guess for people like, i'm not throwing sure stuff that, around i don't i'm not think... saying like not I'm not saying the game is ruined, it wouldn't be enhanced with chat, but like King's Dilemma, if you were just sat silently and then just put some tokens on and the move to put and no one said anything or tried to barter with anyone. Uh, I have two games that I'm thinking of in this category that I think for one of them make, this makes perfect sense. Uh, the first one is Di- Diplomacy. Mm. Which, OG. 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 Which, uh, which, yeah, could not be played if you couldn't talk to people and I think like it would even be enhanced by talking to people in okay in secret so, rooms yeah in secret rooms having the correct setup for all the secrets you're going to have and like have one-on-one conversations and so on mm. whereas the other thing i the other game i have in mind is oath which while it is it gains a lot from having conversations it's less about that and more about the story that is emerging from the gameplay that is not even about the story you're telling as a player but as the story that you're building together and very little at least in the game i've played was about directly negotiation and more about the story happening mm. as people reacting to each other yeah i guess we're in a we're in a very rare situation which i'm going to point out to the listeners is that those are two games that eater has played that me and Simon have no, never played. Never played. I know you were tempted by Oath in in the olden days. Many many times. I was tempted by uh, diplomacy, but you just need like the game is literally having quiet chats with people for forty five minutes at a time, and then like I mean it's a simulation of the First World War, right? Mm-hmm. Like your yeah. these old school powers, and the map is crap. You've got like Italy is like three things. And then you can like recruit from one of them. Mm-hmm. And then you basically write in pencil what you're going to do after all the chats. Mm. And then you just reveal and everyone goes. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the oldest board games because it's literally like a crap map and then pen and paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just 
people in in a room yeah. going, we should backstab France. <laughs> you know, or like we yeah, should invade. Because yeah. who is who is your? What was your? Uh, I want to say faction, but what's what's uh, the the side of the war? country? Country. Uh, probably. That's the word. I didn't actually play, nationality. <laughs> I didn't actually play in the original OG like Europe map. Okay. Because oh, we okay. played this with the D and D group as a like we played factions of the world that we play in. Oh. Like it's oh, the D and D diplomacy. Yes. D and D. Yeah. But. It, the only d- thing that did, we had a slightly different map and we had different okay. flavor. But I okay. was the. Yeah. I'm going to have to check what the name of the thing was. Because well, it probably the, won't be too applicable if it's no, like homebrew yeah. no, 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 People are like, oh, of course. The but, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but like it was. Um, I don't think it changes any of the dynamics except the fact that we had a bit more role play into like, oh, I have. I had an easier time being the. I warlord? Think the, yeah, like the warlord of a, like a nomadic <laughs> fantasy. Um, Nomadic fantasy tribe compared yeah. to being, you know, 1940s France. Yeah. I have to ask, were you the betrayer or the betrayed? Because there's only two in, in true diplomacy. Uh, I ended up getting betrayed in an epic fashion. <laughs> like, I have this problem that I think we talked about before, which is that in the end, I kind of approach most games as co-op. In the end. Like, I don't go for the juggler so, when I should. At least so that's strange. historically the problem. I think it's... To, true, he- to true. hear this from a sword fighter yeah. is remarkable. Yeah, I think I've had that problem in sword fighting before as well. <laughs> I think both of them have kind of changed in that aspect recently. But it's the, like, <laughs> it used to be, we're here to have fun. Yeah. That's, that's gone, yeah. That's yeah. gone just, now. You're just that's not gone. cutthroat enough. Mm. Yeah. Too nice. But yeah. that's, like like I said, that has quite a bit mm. changed for me, at least in sword fighting. And I think since then, I've also played that way more in board games. Yeah. Mm. She brings guns now. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> to both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then slams it on the table that's as a power true. play. Yeah. But in this case, I was playing with, like I said, friends from the D&D group. And one of them is like Mari, who was one of my best, best friends. And she ended up stabbing me in the back in a way that was <laughs> incredibly painful and worked super well. And I respect her so much for it. And I think the end result was that she and Vesa kind of drew a win because it became... Mm. Yeah. Which I think you can't usually do in diplomacy, but in this case, yeah. It's pretty brutal. It, like, it's not a game you play to mm. win friends. It Was the sting taken out of it because... It was like kind of role play fantasy stuff rather than. It definitely still stung and not okay. just me. Like, <laughs> I think people Strict. were quite. It's like you have to play that game with an emotional involvement for it to be at all worth anything. Like, yeah. that's the point. Like, it doesn't. The mechanics is. We played it online. Like, we played mm. it through Discord as only text based. And we had quite a long time between moves, which mm. is also quite them- thematic for like long term war plans. Mm. I think it's supposed to be played that way. Like, you don't smash out diplomacy in like an hour. No. It's no. like. No. You have hours and days and like, yeah. Yeah, like the reveals my are insane. Kind of like ideal situation would be to do that during a like a, let's say three, four days at a mucky. And like but oh, I'm God, worried that would, that would end with people getting actually stabbed. You would hate each other by the end of it. Yes. I think if it especially if it got a bit cabin fevery. Yeah. Yeah. Like my only comparable story is uh, when I was travelling, um I was too sick to go to uh to Timbuktu and the guys took a copy of Risk just to Oof. play on the boat Oof. because they had nothing else to do. And they, there was almost like punch-ups of it. No, it's like, imagine, yeah. so we're just trapped together, simulating war. And then like, if you, like we're friends, right? Yeah. 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 You're not going to attack Africa, eh? No. And then like everyone just, just really just almost had a massive fucking punch-up. Yeah. Like this is, I can very much imagine that happening if you played this in person. And even online it was like, it took a lot to kind of, 
take that step away from it and especially afterwards we had to talk about it because it's it's intense mm. but that's again like the you know, like you said mechanics are basically writing down your moves and talking to people it's but super that, dry but yeah but does that fit in this category though because like well one we were talking you said that like discussion is like the main thing but i don't know i think there's lots of games you can discuss things in and it doesn't necessarily mean that it becomes an emerging narrative or like an above the table game or that way and diplomacy i don't know it's very like yeah the actions are simple but it's still like you're simulating a, a war thing you want you're doing war but so it's, it's kind of like a very simulation but it's very like it's very like i don't know it's concrete in terms of like you get to be a country and you're doing war stuff and like you can kind of do that while being into that without imagining this sort of world and almost like I don't know. To me, in my head, it goes very much like role playing, where because like at least how we play games, that you end up like mm. really, I don't know, encompassing your character and like other people's characters, and then joke get thrown around of like random dice roll turns into like oh we explain that okay someone's actually now shot themselves in the face because <laughs> because they <laughs> failed they failed this happen. role uh, that happen. badly and like that's where it sort of comes from. That's not something you would expect from just a dice roll. And I don't think that that may be like diplomacy but is now, a game. But it's, still is, like, it's a shifting like because the lines on the map change round to round like and things can like super change and then who's a threat changes. So and it's like who is friends with whom because like yeah. we had this like I had at one point like one on one conversations with every single player in the game and selling information from or what someone had yeah. said to so someone it's else. Like, it, it's this like, the game isn't moving armies on the map. The game is who has information on what people are going to do and who you're going to ally with. Because it's like, okay, so Eta, we can see from the map Eta has the strongest army. So we should, like, we go off in our little chat. We go, look, we'll we'll both attack this round. We'll carve her up. Mm. We'll be fine. Meanwhile, I have a secret chat with Eta going, by the way, someone's going to attack you this turn. I'm not. But maybe we should both attack him to cut up and yeah. it's like yeah. but everyone is doing this to everyone and like almost at the point of reveal you don't know who's g- it's no. not like yeah. the things that are super obvious in like troops on a map game or something like that i don't think kind of happens because it's you- so bare bone it's like fuck you you piece of shit and looking yeah. at the map one round you cannot figure out what is going to happen next mm. based on just looking at the state of the map because it is so much about the social dynamics between the people and Everything who managed so to lie to whom. Like, there's never just one front. Isn't right? that kind of just like a war game, though? Like, if we compare it to, like, the the Game of Thrones board game where you can kind of say that you're not going to attack and then you surprise and attack someone. And on TI, we have lots of discussions about, it's like, hey, I'm not going to attack you here. And then you're like, ah, actually, I'll uh, move my ship there. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, a peaceful ship. I will attack you. Like, isn't that just... I think it's along the same line. Like, the simultaneous picking of actions from Game of Thrones is basically nabbed from diplomacy. You're just mm. kind of limited to like these particular tokens and stuff mm. and they've obviously board gamed it up. But I think like diplomacy I don't know, it's not like lesser or more, it's just such reliant on it. It has nothing else. Like if you don't if someone like we had some There's, people yeah. kind of like check out of the game and that kind of we had to just Yeah, I mean like if if people aren't invest in the sense that like you could mechanically play Game of Thrones because you have to do something in diplomacy. Mm. Like, oh, whatever. I won't do yeah, all of my, all my like uh, troops hold. Yeah, it's like won't do anything. Uh, like you could well, easily yeah. just naff the game. So the point is, like, it takes this sort of level of investment beyond the the thing. I'm not saying there aren't mechanics that you need to like do, and there Seem, are mechanics. Like, no, no. but I think it, of, like, it sings when there's like if I, if I, if we played King's Dilemma again, yeah. and I went, uh, I'm just gonna always vote yeah. It's like <laughs> okay, well. I mean, technically you could, but is that the, you know, I'm yeah. playing the game. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm doing what the game says. It's like, yeah, but there's something you've got, you're missing 
what the game is. You're well, doing yeah, mechanically yeah. what the game is, but you're missing something that's yeah. kind of fun, which is you know trying to bullshit and pretend to be this thing and then like yeah. do favors. But also like yeah. while it requires more investment, it also like it requires requires investment to work. It requires more investment. Like there is like most games, like every game is better if people are not just phoning it in. But mm. it, like yeah, games like these require people to actually buy into the game. Like it's that's why super, they are event games. Yeah, I think yeah, I think event because people need to be kind of super into it to mm. make it really sing and i think that's what makes these kind of like because if everyone's in and everyone's mm. super invested it's like okay now this is yeah. this has become it's unlike kind anything of special. else yeah. yeah and it's oh god this is a naff story so years ago i don't know if this game still exists i don't know if i've told you the story so i played like a an app game called subterfuge and basically it's you sign up to with your friend like there's six mm-hmm. people on mm-hmm. this map and the map is like if you scroll up enough we'll come back to your territory so everyone okay. touches everyone in this kind of mm-hmm. fake 3d globe kind of world yeah uh, and you all have like underwater bases that can make subs or see other people's submarines and put people on submarines to intact so you've got to like and it's real time so if i make if i have two factories that's making submarines then I can move those submarines to one of my outposts and then I can send my submarine in real time towards one of your bases. And depending on your upgrades, depending on when you see my sub, you could send your sub to intercept so it stops it. So if you do this at 3 a.m. And like, and I person- was playing with some people in the UK and I was in Australia at the time. So like my phone, I, I mean, it, Ruby got really annoyed and I got a bit crazy because I was like, woke it up just at 3 a.m. I'm like, better check my submarines because uh, <laughs> I'm sending my pirate sub and like you could hire different people to do it. I was like... Oh, in six hours, your base is fucked. And and then and then you check. It's like no, he saw my submarine coming. It was like, what have I fucking become? But like, it was this stupid mechanical, like across the globe, yeah. real time, stupid war game. And I was like, I got so fucking obsessed with it. <laughs> no, I can. I could not. Like, I could not do that to I myself. Would, I wouldn't install it again. But it yeah. was. It was all in cut, and, and everyone was kind of going for it. And it was like, please don't offend him. We need to have a quick chat. We need okay. to both take Simon down. Like, okay. yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And then submarines come in from both of them. It's like, betrayal! <laughs> so, okay, so kind of like diplomacy, but with submarines. And real time, yeah. I think, is the scary bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we played this, like, I think initially quite long, like, uh, time to make your moves because I was in Iceland at the time. Mm. So it was just kind of like, I, I'm like texting everyone, I cannot put my brain to this right now. So can we get <laughs> like a slight bit of extension so I can just, yeah. Yeah, because you had brain freeze. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it was fucking cold, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Tropical paradise. I but then know. like on the other side of this, like the one game that I thought about for this as well was Oath, which again, mm. doesn't have that much mm. like that needs to be discussed. The only real discussion we had in there, I played one game now, I'm trying to uh, schedule a second game was mostly would I become a citizen or not as I was going to win Can the game. you quickly walk us through yeah. what Oath is? Because I was gonna... I've never, I haven't played it. I know of it, but I would want to play it. I, I want to know if I should. Here's, okay, here's my counter offer to that offer. Because okay. you have you were looking at Oath, I can't remember how many years ago or many, whatever. Many times. But like I know you've been side-eyeing. So maybe could you say what you think the game is or what drew you to it? Like, what was the vibe? This is generally then, a good idea, I think. And then oh, Ita yeah. will go, well, it's not that at all, Seymour. Mm. Yeah, but it's been, I think it's because, again, this is one of those games that is really hard to explain. It's really hard to get a vibe for from anything. And I genuinely have no idea. I know it's yeah. like faction. It's kind of so like the a political... Vibe, the, yeah, the, the vibes that I, I got from it and what I was sort of looking for, which I have now... Those vibes I've now gotten from... We can get, maybe get back to this later, but John Company, a game that I bought, mm-hmm. and which where I've gotten those those vibes that I think that Oath has, but I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of, of Root. I like that game a lot. And I was thinking, well, just 
that art style is great. And then, but my problem with Root was a little bit, is a little bit that at least when we play it, uh, there's not enough, there's a little bit less discussion than I would want to. Like the, it, mm. there is intrigue in the game, but it's a little bit like, I'm just going to keep plodding along with my faction because this is what my faction does. Mm. And you can a little bit discuss about who needs to be kicked, but not really like sharing areas or resources or like not that many borders are getting drawn. And from, yeah. from what I understood from Oath, it's kind of like an area control game. But it's more like there are these like roles or factions where someone becomes like the emperor or the king who has like chancellor, who has like a chancellor, who has like a certain narrative of wants to like keep the the world in a certain way. And then mm. you can like the rest of the people can either be then on the king's side or against the king whilst trying to like do these like little missions to either like maybe take over and become the king or like betray him or like if you're doing really well you can like change sides at the end of me like no no i was going to betray you but now i'm on your side and now i'm going to support the king and then everyone can it was kind a of triple get, bluff and then everyone gets sort of points through that where you don't necessarily like winning isn't as important it's more like the sort of story comes from like oh i was the king and then you were uh, uh, you were doing really well but then we did this and we came up mm. with this deal and now it's me and you against the world above the table you mm. can uh, say. yeah so like that sort of stuff yeah, which is how I imagined the game playing. But then I also felt why I never picked it up is that I felt that it required one. I was a little bit afraid of the legacy components of it, mm. and that it would require too much investment from other people into like repeated in, in, into playing into yeah. it. It's like playing yeah. it the first time yeah. with other people. I would know sort of what the game is, and everyone else would go guess and doing some stuff, and then I'd be like, "But guys, you have so <laughs> in three time we played this three more times and then <laughs> this listen, is gonna be you're so all going to be fucking sold and it's going to be a great game and i was like i don't know if i want to risk it on that so then i, I never got it but mm. tell me how close i got to whether <laughs> Ita was shaking her head yeah. the whole time no. like, <laughs> designed by the same man as john company so i he so okay. cold world okay yeah but like i think all the things you said were quite correct it's just that it doesn't say all of it like it's the there is more discussion and especially i think we're gonna have more discussion as we play it more but it, it is more of a narrative and narrative building game than root ever is it has the mm. like one person who is the chancellor trying to maintain their oath which in the first game is holding the most areas but the, okay. oath, what the, the oath of the Chancellor always changes how the game works because that is the thing they are then trying to do and it is their win condition. Is that secret or does everyone know? No, everyone know knows. Okay. And then we also know when you, the game starts, you have the Chancellor's oath and it has the like the citizens' like win condition. Okay. So, and citizens are on his side. Yeah, so let, let me start one step back. When the game begins at the beginning of the game, like the first game, mm -hmm. you have a Chancellor and the others are all exiles. And okay. exiles can either like win by fulfilling the chancellor's oath better than the chancellor does. So if the oath is embarrassing, to, yeah, embarrassing they become the usurper and then they win. Okay. If they manage to do that for two rounds in a row. Okay. Yeah. They can also find a vision, so they receive a vision from <laughs> the ether, and they do the things Classic. that the vision says, and then they can win by holding that vision and okay. holding just the following that and if drug you win trip. you become the chancellor uh, yes. always yeah okay. and okay. and then they can also win by being the citizen in which case if the chancellor holds their oath and the citizen hasn't fulfilled their citizen like directive or something i don't remember what it's called hmm. then the chancellor wins but if the chancellor wins and the citizen is still a citizen and has fulfilled whatever is the like prerequisite for winning yeah. then they win instead. is that secret no the, the like requirement is not secret. Whether or not the, you've had, is that the same for all citizens? Will have the same yes, like the card, special citizen. The card, directive. like the, no, the card in the beginning, it's just is, open. It's just open. It's, there's the oath, and there's the 
this is like in the the first game we played it was the oath was hold the most spaces mm-hmm. and the citizens like thing was hold the most banners or relics Okay. okay. Are you told, does the game tell you what you should be aiming for? Or they, these are all open options? These are all open like. options. In the first like, game, you can follow the like tutorial, which kind of pushes you all gently into one direction as the exiles, because it gives you one of you a slightly better engine to begin with, one of you a slightly bigger army to begin with. But that's only because these are the cards that you play at the beginning of the okay. game. Okay. So it's like, without a tutorial, we would have had a different game because people would have chosen differently. Yeah. But like you can win by just trying to control the most areas and if you're very fighty that can be the thing and then it's only about strictly having the most number of those cards. Mm. Are the how are the fights resolved in the dice game? rolling? Is it the same 2D No, two it's... weird D12s with three <laughs> two zero No, ones? it's um your like defense rolls first and defense is based on um how many warbands you have on the table and you get warbands by mustering troops and from different cards and so on like it's just okay. it has a layer of just being in a in a space doesn't control that for you you have to muster warbands and they have to have that area I and guess then... so. mechanically is the board a map or is it like no. an abstraction? Mechanically, the board is a set of three different areas, parts of the kingdom. You have the like the central kingdom, then yeah. you have the like middle, and then you have the outskirts. Okay. And each of those are made up of a number of cards that represent places. And you can right. move between places in the central kingdom very easily, and mm. from the central kingdom to the middle place quite easily. So it is a map. Kind of, but it's, yeah. It's but very it's not, abstract. It's, it's not a ye old Tolkien yeah, no, it's, okay, it's just it's literally just sort of things on the yeah. Play, yeah. The very movement is very abstract. It yeah. costs you a supply to move. Okay. It, like in within the central kingdom, one supply to move between any of the regions in the kingdom mm-hmm. and two to go to the middle one. And then it, within the middle one, it costs you two to move within the kingdom, mm-hmm. or like midi- within the region or to either of the two. Yeah. And in the hinterlands, it costs you three to move within the king area and two to get out of it. Okay, so it's rough, rough away from civilization. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. And the cards, the, like the uh, areas themselves have some power. They can have like you, they can add to your defensive or lessen the attack. For example, if you're in the mountains, the, the, the attacks are less effective, for example. Okay. Uh, the main mechanic is that you have these... Uh, the two kinds of money or resource in the game are secrets and uh, supplies. Another S. Yeah, we just talked about <laughs> money as it appears. The one one mm. of them is clearly money. It's just space dollars. Okay. Yes. Uh, favors. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And well, what the, was the first one? Uh, secrets. Secrets and favors. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and basically you can trade secrets for favors. Or you can trade favors for secrets, and the economy is super closed. There is the amount of money that is on the table, the amount of favors that is on the table at the beginning of the game. It just changes fa- hands within the different factions of the game, mm. like the beasts, the arcane, the nomads. There's like I think six or eight, cool. and then. Each of them is like you can go to talk to like your area might have people of different factions in it and you can give them secrets to get favors from the bank of that faction. Okay. And then therefore who you go to with secrets affects where you can get money and where you go with favors affects where you can get money from the next round again because it's the only favors that are in the bank for a given faction are ones that someone has put there. And mm. those two currencies, favors and secrets, are used for different things. Yes. Are they used for moving around? Uh, neither of those fighting. are used for moving around. Moving around is supply which you get at the beginning of the round based on how many warbands you haven't spent. Okay, so the less you do. So if you don't fight, 
you, you get can more, do yes. more money. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, more more mm. resources at the beginning that you can use for movement mm. and some actions. Is it a nightmare to learn? Or you can do the things, but you have no idea why you're doing the things? It is quite like involved. It has a lot of things. You have to realize how like how different yeah. things move together. And I think it's quite easy to play the first game and not be quite sure like how all mm. things move together. But it's each individual thing is quite simple. Yeah. And the thing that really importantly couldn't come up in the way you explained it is that even as you're playing it, even as they're playing the first game and it's still quite like, oh, clearly this is going to be a lot better when we understand this better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every single mechanic feels really intuitive and we liked all of it. Like it was just really a nicely designed game in that Mm -hmm. it made sense. It was very... There was nothing that felt like the bullshit rule that you have to do. Like, for example, the TI, like trade rules that we have had conversations <laughs> about. Nothing that felt like that. It they just, make total sense. It's it's an alien language still mm-hmm. to me. But like that, like we were just kind of every now and then just like stepping back and being like, I really like how this plays. Mm-hmm. Like this is just, this makes sense. And the things that we did get wrong because we didn't read the rules or didn't read the cards correctly or something, we we're like, oh, of course it's that way. We mm. just didn't think about it. Was this so, everyone's first play? Sorry. Yes. So how much... Of that, from that explanation, it didn't. It doesn't sound like there's like too much need for like discussion or diplomacy or back room for backstabbing or like working together towards a common in in that way. It seems that everyone's kind of just trying to be in the areas that they need to be to fulfill mm-hmm. a scoring. Track. No, then like the if they, if the like oath for example is holding the most, you can only get the most by getting them away from other people. Uh, similarly, uh, I, for example, managed to gather the, like, we had the relics that had we had to, I had found the vision that was hold the most banners and relics. That's why I kind of started accumulating them without making a big deal of it. And <laughs> Just stay cool, everyone. These banners are fine. I'll, no I'll... one's going to need And then at some point I revealed it. And at that point it became, okay, how do everyone like stop me? Because if you don't stop me, I end, I win the game when it comes to my turn again. Yeah. And then they could have like tried to get some relics off of me and that would have gotten it away from me for a bit. But then at the same time, Hannah had just revealed that she had a vision that said, if she holds one of the banners, she wins. Therefore it would be that she would try to get that from me and win again at the start of her turn. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was that Vesa, who was the chancellor, who managed to convince me to become the citizen, because the p- plan was he was currently holding the most areas, yeah. and I had fulfilled the citizen's thing. So if he won, I would win. Okay. And then they, like, the only reason I did this, because I think it would have, in the end, made more sense for me to just try to win on my own. Mm-hmm. But it forced him to, be but it forced him to play a very, very interesting game of tightrope of trying to win, but not while I still had the thing. So trying to induce someone else to steal the stuff from me because okay. he couldn't, because yeah. I was his citizen. Mm-hmm. And it became <laughs> like it was very interesting to see. It. And then he had found the one thing in the game that actually allowed him to steal stuff from me. And then he faffed it, like mm. using it. But it became like I was like I has I would would have won as an exile and would have become the chancellor. But instead, I decided to become the citizen, partially from the narrative reason that my vision that I had found was called the vision of sanctuary. And I was like, okay, I think if I've been living in the hinterlands this whole time and my life has been shit, maybe my vision of sanctuary meant that I can become a citizen and have my like mm. life easier. <laughs> Here's a house with a roof. Yeah. it's all yours. Exactly. Welcome to the kingdom. And then realizing that there was so much that, because to win, Vesa still needed to hold the most number of things. And I knew that uh, Noe, who was also like the person who the game kind of nudged towards having the biggest army, was trying to take that away from him mm. and become the usurper. How many players was this, Four. by the way? 
Okay. okay. It sounded it's, like more the way oh, yeah. you would describe it. Sound, it. Sound, I, was I thought there was like eight players in there. <laughs> no, no, no. There's like only like. Okay. But so is to me it, it does sound. I hate to be like a, a journalist, a, a negative Nelly here, but to me it sounds like the in a lot of the interaction that you just explained is like I would almost get the set. It you were almost explaining like kick the person who's about to win. Like people have to come together to stop whoever's in the lead, which but would happen in, in sort of in TI even in Root. It's like. A core component of that is mm. knowing when a faction is about to win and then everyone yeah. goes, but in the all right, if the moles keep having these buildings, they will win. So but everyone next turn, we just need to fucking but stop in this that. game, in this game, the situation was if I didn't win this turn, yeah. Vesa would win this turn. And if he didn't win this turn, no, I would win this turn. And it's like literally all of us had the like, if you yeah. do the exact one thing, you can win this round. Yeah. And but it became like, the like... But is that, is, is that just people, a lot of people getting close to winning in different mm. ways versus like having a sort of negotiation thing of like i get this you get this we both benefit whilst this person doesn't really like like do it like more like i guess trading of resources maybe or like more negotiating we, about we did end up negotiating about the like usage of war bands within the chancellor and the citizen because they have a shared resource in terms of war i do think it wasn't that much negotiation in the first game i think it's going to be more the, yeah, later yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. and this brings me to something else which is like actually two things first one being the legacy element, which also to me was something I was concerned about because it seemed like mm. like a lot to get into. Like, I don't know if I can sign up for something that will require me to keep playing the same game with the same people constantly because I can't find the time. But <laughs> it turns out the legacy elements are, how would I put it? Mild. No, that like they are an additive, but not a requirement in that each game with a different set of people will be just as well designed and just as good for those people regardless of whether they played the game or not as long as they at least played it once like if they were in the same campaign before or not if they know how the game works it's just a bit of extra richness that makes the game slightly different okay so you can sub people in and out Mm. yes it is like it just makes the game so that the setup you have for your game is different from any other game in the like world Mm. but do you would you rather i'm going to give you like a few game options would you play that rather than root and or would you play that rather than og dune hmm. i would huge question huge, huge question. question i would play, play I rather it. than i play root and i think i would play it in a different situation than i would play dune uh hmm. i think it has it is something from between those two in terms of like investment required and the like complexity hmm. i th- would say that i enjoy the mechanics a lot more than either of those things like it is i enjoy the economy a lot i enjoy the engine building but that it isn't required that it is just part of how all of it fits, fits together and i think it's less brain burny and less punishing than og dune mm. so i think i would pra- play it rather than either of those I'm thinking now, like, I, I sort of hear what you're saying, and then I'm kind of, like, on board with your point. It's like, well, it sounds then like the end was if everyone in route was on 28 points. Mm. Is that... Because that's kind of the same scenario of, like, well, anyone could take it, and then it's who's... No, because uh, one of the, like, end results for me at a point where I realized I can't play win this anymore was, okay, who do I want to win? Because that affects what the next game is like. Because oh God, that's be- such a weird, yeah. Because like, okay, weird way of doing. But it. how <laughs> will like how much will it affect the next game to be like for you? Like the board will be different, sure. But how much will it like change your starting setup? Whether it depends on what. Wins. Like for example, if Vesa had won, 
uh, I could have stayed a citizen and therefore I would have started from a very different position to being an exile at the beginning of the game. Okay. But he would have basically the same game, but also having to think of having me already from the beginning as a ally. In the in the end, though, so it's it was a psychological a, legacy game. Kind of that, but, but but then it also affects like because uh, the advisors your character or your faction has at the end of the game affects how the how you build the deck of like citizens for the next one. And mm. if someone has had like you have Discord, which is like the kind of lets you do backstabby things, then that means that there's going to be more backstabbing in the next deck. But if you had someone that arcane, there would be more like magic stuff in the next deck and so on. Okay, so you kind of influence that. And then who, which, like, which areas the person who wins controls at the end, everything else gets wiped off the board, and those move closer to the center of the map, the center of the like kingdom, and therefore it affects what is available to you in the easiest place to access in the next game. Okay, it's a weird way of approaching games. Of like, I tell you what, next game. I'm going to do some stealth and also prep, it, like, yeah. and set also stuff affects, up for the next game is it, a bit weird. It also affects what the win condition for the next game is, because mm. you have to win by doing the thing you want this game to win. Like okay. if if the, yeah. it's the like if you if the chancellor wins or if the usurper wins by doing the oath better than the chancellor, yeah. then the oath remains the same. Yeah. But if someone finds the vision and wins this by drug that, trip. Yeah. Angel Whisper. And that becomes the new oath, maintaining okay. what the vision had told them to become the chancellor. Weird. So is it then like one how maybe we're asking too many too many pointy questions about this, but no, how I don't how, really, well how yeah. many how different is the gameplay versus if you were then winning together with the Chancellor versus you're starting off as an exile? How differently do you have to play? Or is it like is it more fun to play as one or like is it better to start off as a, a citizen versus an exile? Or is it just different? It's different i think for me it is less fun but i think for someone else it would be more fun because it's about like if you start together with the chancellor you start with it together you have an army like you're, it's kind of like which is like bros in, in like in, in john company you have the like in a normal situation everyone has basically the same amount of armies in mm. at their disposal but if you are in the like the empire yeah. they're bigger and stronger together because they can both use each other's like mm. war oh, makes sense. Okay. okay so there's and, a bit of uh yeah and then you can Shout. try to, like, obviously you want the Chancellor to win, but you also want to, at the same time, fulfill the, yeah, you're either the, you're like, the citizen stuff. thing so I guess you or the secret stuff. So I guess you can form a little little ride-or-die alliance. I'm already thinking if we were to play that, how Oscar and Jonas would form this formidable <laughs> alliance where, well, Jonas would obviously be the Chancellor and Oscar would just do yeah, whatever just, it's just whatever he Jonas said. would say. It has a lot of kingmaking. This was something that, that I think, be... shut up and shut down, shut down, shut up and <laughs> shit, shit down. Please. That's how we feel about it. Yeah. Those those frauds. Shut up and shit down. <laughs> Please cut this <laughs> part of the like thing. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, this is gonna go first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if if anything, intro moment, baby. <laughs> Shut up and shit yeah. down. High from the future. <laughs> oh god. Nailed Shut it. up and sit down. Talk yeah, about we enunciate on this nailed podcast. It. Nailed it. Fuck you guys. Um, it said that this game has a lot of kingmaking built in. And it's kind of up to the other players to keep that in check. And okay. it's true. Like if someone is playing that kind of game, then it is kind of really shit mm. for everyone. Like it's, I'm not going to lie. But then at the same time, if they're really not even trying to win, then that's the case. Like if, if, that's, well, if, if that's, that's, that's the story. If that's what that's they the enjoy narratively of yeah. doing. Of they, what, they want to if be, you're saying it's a narrative they experience. They want to be Littlefinger and just be yeah. like, well, yes, master. Oh, I will do what I can. Then yes, then the narrative becomes how do we kneecap no, that fun. guy or yeah. how we how do we yeah. like when convince them to be on our side instead. Before we move on to maybe yeah. capitalism because mm. mm-hmm. we need to get to capitalism yeah, at some the, point. Yeah. How about this is a metric for like above the tableness 
Yeah. Well, an aspect of above the tableness. Uh, the degree out of ten of space kitchening. Mm. So space kitchening is secret <laughs> secret talks that was that One, were born like, out of TI games, mm-hmm. and I would say diplomacy is ten. 10 out of 10 space kitchening. Yes, it's only space kitchening. Yeah. OG Dune, I don't know, 8. We did eight, very nine. little. Like mm. I've, the games I've played, no one's actually gotten out of the fucking table. Uh, yeah, because everyone's passing notes. Yeah. Like I'm getting texted. Atreides are texting me what I yeah. what I need to know because mm. we're passing cards to each other. I think mm. TI is the second after. I've never played Diplomacy, but I think TI is the highest one with like secret chats about, I think that about nine, doing yeah. things. More, the way we play it, yeah. more, more so, More so than Dune. Really? Yeah, no, sure. I mean, yeah, like, we don't yeah, leave the table sure. in Dune. No, what? I know. Yeah, no, no. We're definitely more in DI than in Dune. Just because everyone hates you in DI. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> no know. One trades you. No one talks yeah. to me. It's like, can we go out here? Like, no. You, yeah. you no. just, you just start off the game being like, well, I guess no one's gonna talk to me, and then no one does because yeah. your your attitude going to the game is like, well, I, I might as well. I, people call you, and you go, I'm not gonna answer. They're gonna, they're gonna hang up anyway. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? You heard me again. Life is rejection. That's you. I have like two commodities at the end. The start of the game never changed its yeah. trade goods. King's Dead Dilemma, time. we had some, not much, but not much because it was more about like talking to everyone. There in, was no alliances in King's Dilemma. In King's, well, I think in, there was betrayals at the end, and there was like Dilemma. a definite like I had a definite animosity with Jonas because we just had like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> the the clash of science and religion. Mm-hmm. That's true. Peaceful as, as it always is, yeah. but yeah, I guess Oath is quite low on that list. Then yes, okay. Like at I least yeah. like again, I've only played the one game, trying to get the second game, and I can report back on the above the table ness later. Yeah, do but, it. But like my one point I did want to say again was that like I think the legacy elements are not something to be afraid of. I think it is it is possible to sub in people, and mm. like if you sub in half the people every time, as long as the people can figure out the game, it is just more context, more nuance, and yeah. the game is different. And then like the thing is, it's non-destructive legacy elements, so you can always just go back to yeah, starting from the everything. beginning. Nice. And when you're, when you're done with this awful like backstabby world that you've created, and you want to go back and start again with mm. more nomads and more mm. woodland beasts. Yeah, nice. Well, moving on from that legacy to yeah. a legacy only of failure, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, it, as it's turned out. Yeah. Uh, so another kind of emerging narrative above the table game, John Company. Yeah. Second edition, the slightly nicer looking one. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look like a... Slightly nicer. Well, it's, as yeah, it's, Shut it's Up and Sit Down, but as Tom from Shut Up and Sit Down put it, it looks like a migraine in an Excel sheet. <laughs> the, the first edition. <laughs> oh, okay. It looks... I'm gonna have to Google. It this. looks atrocious. Again, who was the first Tom? Yeah, you know, and we're both who, 25. I Se- assume. So, second edition, once again, by the same designer as Oath. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, Cold World is. Yeah, he just- Cold World made root Oath oh, and John thinking, Company. I was thinking about the art. I was like, you've got to be fucking joking. No. Okay. No, not the same artist. Right. Yeah. Because that that artist only does cute Ooh. woodland animals. It does look like a migraine. The first edi- first <laughs> edition <laughs> is is rough and like. Well, first and foremost, I guess it has to be like said that thematically, some people will be put off by the theme of this game Definitely. just by by what it is. So, in essence, <laughs> if I w- if I was to pitch to you a game and I say, "Hey guys, would you like to run to cooperatively run the East India Trading Company and make sure that we plunder India as well as possible?" Mm. and then while doing that, accepting bribes so that your family actually ends up the richest yeah. after that. How how would you feel I about, think, about I such think a you game? made this exact pitch for me and I said, I yeah. don't think I want to play this yeah. game. And yet you but, did. Uh, but I'm very positive to it because I yeah. want to be a hero of capitalism yeah. mm. and I'll play any game 
that lets me fail at that. That's true. And like I and explaining it like that, like it's already <laughs> like I wouldn't fault people for not wanting to play it because of that, because it takes on themes that it makes a game out of it's, a, a horrific part of of history and some and but rewards you for being things. a complete like yeah like in a, and not just like but, rewards you for being like, an asshole but rewards yeah. you being for being an asshole in a way that is really like closely mirroring yeah. something that but actually like, happened to actual people on paper I mean yeah I mean it's dark but it, it's like a double negative that it's like it's dark because like the simulation is quite fucked but also it sounds super dry oh so dry it's like if you if India wasn't in it it's like do you want to run an 18th century shipping company mm-hmm. like uh yeah i get somewhat competitively yeah uh, okay yeah i think and 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 what's the competitiveness it or how does it work well you pay money to roll some dice <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the mechanic and it's like well that sounds incredibly shit <laughs> I, I have to say i'm surprised this ever made it to the second edition because like you said the first edition looks like a migraine in an actual shit and that is quite what I would expect from the game based on the description. But, so it's like the fact that someone has been able to look past both the but, theme, the gameplay, and how it looked, and it but, still made it to the second hey, edition. Well, well, one... It what, sings like a canary. Well, one, I'll say, some people may love the theme. Really? Uh, I mean, well, They're, one, not because... I mean, not because <laughs> they love, they love slavery 18th, and plundering India and 18th century... I just love 18th things. century shipping. Yeah. Where's the game for me? Literally any of the 18xx. Yeah. Karen. Mm. And other people online have made much better deep dives on on how this game tackles these problematic things. But I don't least, think I don't think we should no. start really. No. We we should not go go into that. But if you're okay with role playing the worst people, people who were slimy, backstabby people running the East India Trading Company, not really caring if we plunder India, just trying to become rich for yourselves, or backstabbing as many people as possible. Mm-hmm then that's sort of more the gist than just you're there to do colonialism. I'm a huge fan of generational wealth. You mm. know that about me. Mm, so any game yeah. that to tries fair, to set that up. Something that makes this a lot more palatable is that we're really bad at it. So it's like oh, we're so running, like, really so running the East India Company to the ground. Thank God it's not a legacy game yeah. because <laughs> it would be just so sad. Yeah, no, so you just turn work. up again in rags. Yeah. So what sold it for me was basically the idea that I'm like, just the amount of interaction that you're forced to have, both negotiation and sort of cooperation, because you're in like the East India Trading Company has different positions, different leaders of of who controls the trading, who controls the military, who controls the ships, mm. and each of these will be one of the one of you. You yeah. play a family, a rich family, and some of your family members will have these positions. Mm. So you control a small arm of what the East India Trading Company does. Yeah, uh, and then. And those the, arms are really, really connected to each other. It's like, yeah. it's, uh, like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, like you can't, head of shipping yeah. chooses the head of something else and so on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They choose each other and you can't trade anywhere if there are no ships there. The person who trades doesn't choose where the ships are. So if, if you <laughs> if you fuck someone else over, they can just move the ships away and congrats, we're not trading anymore. They're tanking the mm. company. It's incredibly easy to tank the company the yes. company doing well but also like it's possible like you're the person who wants to do fighting but then no one gives you the resources oh, yeah. to fight and therefore yeah. you're going to go to war with one dude yeah well, unless is, you can bribe the president yeah to give you some more money so yeah. you can go or to you, war yeah or you say people who are invested in the company you go uh, listen uh, I'm going to go to war next round and if I don't get money to do it I'm going to fail at that war and it's going to be bad for the company so mm. you might as well fund this war because it's happening regardless it's a weird array of like economic and literal guns to people's heads yeah so it's it's this like you're definitely cooperatively running this 
mis- this dysfunctional machine. But the goal isn't actually to make the machine run. It's so that you can sort of siphon yeah. the most money from the machine to your just uh, little, thing little to taste. score points. Yeah. Little tasty Because the taste. only way to score points is when you've had people in good roles. If they retire, <laughs> then and only then can you pay money to put them in a fancy Scottish castle for mm. points. So yeah. the company has to run so that your people can have like nice cushy positions and then it has to run well enough that you can skim off the top without turning like without killing the company so you can put yeah. them in nice in retirement. Es- so I can keep in great essence, great yes. uncle Arthur in his one windowed Scottish flat. Yeah. Mm. And like just the <laughs> amount so like the amount of one we have to all work together here but we all know that we're we're all working together towards but we're, but we're all mm. also just skimming off the top to win but we all have to work together to skim off the top. Until someone until someone starts a really bad land war in the like north of India and then we all go down oh, yeah. it always goes badly to, yeah. always like, goes badly and the amount of like yeah on paper <laughs> this sounds like a shit game when you play it if people are actually I mean if someone shows up to be just like alright I guess I'm the fucking manager of shipping then alright what can I do well you can roll these dice and then choose where you put a ship alright fucking fantastic roll failed okay my guy's dead that's my turn. I think, but that's even and, that. And it's he's like, not technically dead. Yeah. It's just that that we've just put that into the game as well. That it's yeah. gone so badly that they shoot themselves. Yeah. We have. Yeah. You're you're so stressed that if you roll a five or a six, which basically fails your action, it fails it so bad that you just you're gone. You're fired. <laughs> but we canonically made it so that you're you fail it so bad that you shoot yourself in the face, <laughs> which it's, can happen. And the board very helpfully, but also almost to spite you gives you this little matrix of how likely is it for you to succeed oh, yeah. or fail, depending oh. on how many dice you use. It just gives you those numbers. Don't the, you dare mention Bengal to me. And, now, the, and the last time we played, both Tom and I rolled four dice on like separately from each other, trying to <laughs> trying to attack Bengal. We both critically failed. So, the we, so we both, liberate, we both we only rolled fives and sixes. The odds of that was about one in 10,000. <laughs> yeah. And this is this really like... And that killed that that killed the game. We, there was no coming back from that. From well, that, from a com- company thing. But yeah. then, then it became this sort of ah. So the company is Going failing. Down. The company yeah. is in flames. Yeah. So can I pivot anything away from the company to give my? Because if the company fails, the game's over. But you st- there is still a winner. It's just you can yeah. bet against the company, yeah. and yeah. then it's like the okay, com- who and can? Sometimes you can like lo- like fail at the company, be its chair of the board, and still win because they blame someone else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that could. <laughs> so it's 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 one. I also like. It's impossible to math out. You cannot yeah. math or plan this thing. You can kind of try to be in an advantageous position, but it's impossible to do it because well, any yeah. one dice roll, you think you're in the best position, and then three of your people shoot themselves in one turn. You're like. I have nothing now. I'm <laughs> it's like, completely out. Well, you look at the board and you look at the money and you go, statistically, this will be a cakewalk. And then 20 minutes later, you're in, the company's in ruins. Yeah. I've got to, does anyone want to buy my yeah. shares? I need to get a workshop. Yeah. I need to get the fuck out of this it's, company. So it's kind of like an, I, I wouldn't even call it an engine builder, like an intriguey something masquerading as a negotiating game, masquerading as a co-op game. like Masquerading as an engine builder. No, like I mean, not even an engine yeah. builder. It's just kind of like, I don't, it's so, I think it's that it gets, a, the story comes out of like, if it's going well, mm. then it's like, okay, how can I exploit this going well? And if it's going badly, it's like, how can I exploit this going badly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if I see you're in a position of, or, or you need me, yeah. it's like, well, how can I exploit Seymour yeah. to do what he and wants like to do? Anything that I want to do in the company, I'm like, okay, well, someone's in a in a position of power to, to that can dictate if I can do that. So then mm. I can pay some of my personal money yeah, to yeah, that yeah. person personally. Just to grease to, the wheels. To make the, the company money, maybe 
maybe flow flow my way. Yeah. And I think that is it. There's a lot more of that than there was is I think in Oath. But I think mm-hmm. those are the sort of that was sort of collaborative negotiating effort that I wanted, where one person still sort of wins. But you can sort of change allegiances and what you sort of want to try to do with the company, I, I think depending on what to. position you are in. Because you end up being like one turn, you're like, we have to go to war. War is the only yeah. way. Your guy loses. You're like, we should never do war again. It's all about trade now. <laughs> I've learned the error of my ways. I can't believe we did that. No oh, why war. did we think war was a good idea? Yeah. Oh, no. We only sent in that one guy. And you try to distance yourself from that. because. And like, then oh, Aunt Agatha wanna... was killed in yeah. the battle. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. She'll never retire now. Yeah, I think that is like compared to Oath, which has, like I said, very circular economy and you have to kind of get the money from the factions that are on the game in the game that is like non-player characters that like are the repositories of the money. Whereas Mm. in Oath, the money is always made by the things you've done. Like so there is potentially Mm. a lot more money in the game, but also divvied up by the chair and other people and it becomes like... How, more about money generation and, and more about yeah. money division. The thing that I like about John Company is that you have to, like, you can have a strategy and that can go out of the window with the next, like, two roll of the dice. It's like, I'm going to do this. And then someone, not even you, will roll the dice and go, I need, to, I need to change this drastically. So it's like, you have to keep invested. And these are kind of where, I mean, the story's kind of materialized from this. But it's like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to trade in Madrasa. And then, like you, you know that you can't stick with that strategy if the game says you can't do it. Yeah, my draw yeah. Like, is now closed. Yeah, it's fucked. So can you like? And you have to like. I like it because it keeps you on your toes. Of it's like oh shit, every board state. It's like okay, we can trade there a little bit. How can I again? It's like risk reward exploitation. It's exploitation the game yeah. and bribery and yeah. risk reward. Yeah, and then you have to kind of pivot. Yeah. Is that? Also in, do you have a strategy in Oath and you kind of have to build to it or can you flip-flop and go, well, actually, now the board state's a bit like this. Can it's I definitely now? that you have to deal with what the board is doing. Like, yeah. you have, like Because there are cards that change the board state quite drastically. So yeah. you have a plan of like, I'll go here and use this, like talk to these people and get money from them to do that and that. And then next turn, turns out those people are not there anymore. As in they're dead? As in like mean? someone just like sent the wolves to eat them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or they moved, in, like the nomads took them to the hinterlands. They went to, the a, be- they went to a beautiful oh, farm there's, up there's, north. Did not, I didn't know there's wolves in this game. There's, there are wolves and there are... Oh. It's a real life sim. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're like, there are the cards that in, in addition to the areas, the areas have cards that are like represent people or groups of people and those can do things you can pay favors for the wolves to go and eat someone else's yeah. guy okay and so you can yeah. like what I, yeah basically i'm trying to get is it's, there a little bit of a uh, little bit of wiggle room a little bit yes. of elbow room to do weird shit like yes like you have to like you can kind of maybe start going to okay maybe i'm building a big army to go like to try to get the most of these like areas but mm. then you might completely fuck the like fighting. Like it's so swingy, yeah. like so luck based. You can like you have a handful nothing's of nothing's guaranteed. Yeah, nothing is guaranteed. And if you don't then leave enough people to protect those areas, anyone who has even a small army right now can in a turn build a big army and come eat you alive. Yeah. And then like, or your engine can start churning quite well. But then next round, someone has emptied the nomads' bank. So your entire economy is forfeit. <laughs> Great. Because Great. They, the only thing that gives you money is you pay secrets to the like nomads, and then the nomads have no mm. favors to give. Someone's emptied oh, them. No one's been giving anything to them. So it's just everything. Like the thing I th- think I did a bad job of explaining was how much everything that everyone else does affects what you can do. Like, yeah. like it's I think not, that's yeah. what we kind of like, though, right? Like, yeah. yeah. 
because I really hard like I have a hard bounce off of games where you have to spend like two hours building an engine to do a thing, yeah. and then it ha- you've come too far. You cannot do anything else yeah. apart from this. Everything you've done is geared to this, and if it doesn't pay off, you fucked. It's like uh okay, yeah, like, and a lot of like really. Mm. Well, you know how Euros are still alive and we love Euros? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there are like these really like stingy Euro games mm-hmm. where you need to have like this super tight efficiency yeah, to do yeah. anything. Whereas I think like, especially with John Company, you do have a little bit, as long as you've got a little bit of money in the bank, you is can it, be a little bit is of... Is John Company a, a Euro? Uh, Does it have Euro-like elements? Because Euros are, of course, dead. I would say it's... Qu- I actually say it's very Ameritrash. Because yeah. it's risk- what yeah. you literally spend it's money to roll dice. dice and then it's you go, oh, fuck. And yeah. then the story just comes from random shit. Yeah, but yeah. this is like, again, in Oath, the, I think what I've failed to convey really well is that the... I don't think you have. No, but like... Run, no, uh, but... <laughs> You can't see me just I'm flipping positive. from... I'm positive. I'm being reassured. That sounded like... That sounded so passive. I'm trying. And, I, and, and sarcastic. Yeah. That sounded so like, no, totally. You've done, yeah, keep going. You've done super well, I guess. Oh, yeah, keep mm. going. You did so well. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Point of... Point I was trying to make is that, again, the entire... The board state is constantly evolving based on what people are doing. So you might think that you're just, like, trying to get money to be able to build, like, a warband next round. But yeah. what you've done is you've now like taken money from or you've taken favors from a certain faction. Now no one else can take anything from them until they put favors into that bank. And then that affects which way you can like where you can get any favors to get more secrets or spend money everywhere else. And it's just like I cannot put it to words how much it's you can't plan your turn until the end of the previous person's turn. Mm. So it's a analysis paralysis breeding ground. Mm. Or you can just play it a bit more vibe-y and vibe-y. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I mean, yeah, it always comes down to vibes at this point. Like, yeah, go to the nomads. Like I, or and sometimes your turn is just I just go here to give secrets to these guys to get two favors and that's it. Sometimes you are yeah, like, you have to be okay with having really shit turns every now and then. I think mm. that's one of the things that uh, I saw online as well. That sometimes you can end up in a in a game of oath where like you just don't really have a chance. At. Like you can end up like almost most of the game you're just like you you did kind of nothing. You never really had a shot at becoming any of the thing. Like the missions didn't really align with you. You're just moving a bit around, but it kind of ends if you up give being, a, mm. if you sell your last secret and don't have any secrets like because the secrets come back to you at the end of the turn like mm. so you give them away for a bit and then you get favors for them for this round and then you can get them back but there are ways to destroy them for bigger effects if you use your last secret there is very few ways to get more and then you're, you're basically in, out of you're the... basically like unless you have a like very like hail mary something that can help you with it but yeah i think that could be the i mean that has been the case in john company as well for some mm-hmm. of the games because I, I remember that like not the last game we won before but i was like knocked out of every position yeah and i was like guess i'll just uh sit here and wait for the round to uh and, and then just kind of like hoping the company would fail yeah because i was like well i'm i'm not actually invested in any of yeah, this yeah but not really, have, not really having play. a way to affect it anymore uh, i can't remember if it, it was, was the one where Viner was the chairman and ended up finally kind of winning just because like we blame someone else for the like loss even though we completely ran to the, ran to the ground because i, Simon had, I mean Simon uh, ran a stupid war in like bengal this, and, this yeah. has happened multiple times yeah. i'm so saying that that's the, that was times. it was the only way it was <laughs> it was like just corporate greed yeah. of like should we spread the risk out no. and then everyone were like no let's pile all, all the risk let's in, pile all, all the risk here I'm an all, I'm an all in and this all in this guy. wobbling tower of Babel yeah. will never let us down yeah 
wood. And uh, then they crash it in the distance. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's probably fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. But what I really like about John Company also is we get this, which is just, I think, this is not, this probably doesn't happen with every gamer group, but we like in just throwing in role playing or like flavor into it. Like the mm-hmm. first game we ever played, I got this, this, I got this stupid man wife. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can get, cause you can get like as, spouses. Yeah. As rewards, you can get spouses. And I, I got this wife who turned out to be a man, Mr. <laughs> Rochester. And he was, I didn't, they was, give powerful bonuses, but also at a huge cost. So my, my cost was that I'm physically unable to like submit a writer anymore which is submitting a writer is basically putting your dudes up it's, for becoming any power position in the game it's like, like if you can't put it's in like writers like two thirds of the game if you can't put in writers you will never have a power <laughs> position anywhere and what I just got to do who said who, like a, a man a man wife who just went nah none of none of our none of our spawn are ever going to be writers uh, ever be writers he oh, was and, the and worst at that, spouse at that point all I that, I was still head of the military and I had some commanders so then I was like okay I've got the most ruthless man-wife in the world who's forcing all of my spawn just to be military. You married that guy so early on. Oh, literally it's first so turn. So early on in the game. First, first turn, oh, I was like, was I will really never have a power marriage. position. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I'm the war man. But my dude, my warlord, survived the entire game. He kept rolling it was ones or twos as his like... Um, Stressing. He's yeah. stressing. He he never he never left. He was the whole oh, game, gosh. which is in, in, impressive as well. I love that you were checking the rules as if you could yeah. trade a spouse. <laughs> like, does anyone anyone my yeah, terrible like, man? Because yeah, you, you can trade other things, and I'm like, can you please trade away his spouse? Because I funny. I hate my man wife. He's horrible. I he's hate so him. Shit. He's the worst. No divorce in the 1800s. No no divorce. Uh, and he's, like, he's a round five husband. I feel, I feel he's like, around. He's not like a round one. In the 1800s, I could have just killed him somehow. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be a, a as I'm led to believe hemlock was everywhere mm. yeah. you just oh what was it hemlock arsenic probably well, yeah. yeah and those arsenic. I don't know those, kind of, those are the kind Feed of things that paint. sticks with me from games at least John Company we've had multiple of those moments but we tend to in- inject those moments in almost every game yeah. anyway but I mean in the last game we had like four rebellions yeah. and it was just like oh we're trading quite well and we've instantly lost yeah. <laughs> like India just closed up completely. Yeah. We were like, so we've got no money. We're fucked. It's like, and then it was like, who's slightly ahead? And it was like, Swag's only going to fuck up the company. Because yeah. it's like, oh shit, Andy's the chairman. So it's like, I'm sure he'll give money to these useful people that could mm. help rescue the company. And it was like, Nothing. no. No, no, we're not. Think, we're not going to do that. I think he put all the money in a place where we didn't have a president, so <laughs> yeah, that money could not be spent. Yeah, it's like, well, we tried, we tried. Yeah, the chairman just wasn't on board. Maybe yeah, then I'm not like because you guys went super into John Company, and I I played it once. It was fun. I would play it again, but it wasn't like I'm not. Didn't, starry didn't about tickle it. the yeah. brain. Yeah, and maybe that is because I'm not like enough of an asshole in the games. Like mm. it's just like oh, is it? We yeah. can teach you if you want. Mm. Is it we not? Really is it not you. like? analytical enough because we know you like to make you like a little engine you like to have some sort of like a plan is it like is John Company too because no. you also famously do not like Cosmic Encounter which I hate yes you know, which like, is another I game I can't tell if that's sarcastic but no, you don't, I do, you don't. I do. Which, is, which is another <laughs> game where like where like good luck planning there's no point you cannot plan there is nothing yeah you could do a little well bit. I mean it's, no. it's fucking... you can look at your cards and then you I can mean, try okay like... fine you can look at your cards in the same way in, in Uno you can look at your cards but it's that's, true it's that's exactly a, the but, same but, game but, but that's, <laughs> that's what I was getting at but that's about that's about it I don't know I don't think that's the case but I'll have to do some soul searching on it but I don't know it's just she hates dice yeah hates dice that's that's the real reason. I don't think so, but you know. No, no you're a true. She hates dice in 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 board games. In you capitalist need, board games, you North. need cubes. No. no. <laughs> uh, mm. Can I then ask one more question? So, 
because the theme of John Company can be off-putting in many, many ways, do you think it could even be done? Would you play John Company if it was set in little woodland creatures <laughs> controlling a joint marketplace? Uh, I was I was going to jump in there as a piss take question, yeah. and then it conti- that yeah. was your actual would question. It, like would like would it work if you completely no. abstracted it from this very very harsh realism that it tries to like explore? You're running the Marquis de Cat. Yeah, exploiting the woodland. Would 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 you play that game? Are the mechanics that interesting? Is it no. like are we so are we all playing it because we we like capitalism and we like colonialism? <laughs> or well, well, I think you put a stinger on the end of that question yeah, that thanks. makes it awkward to answer that. Do we all like you know capitalism and like Wondering you know the, the subjugation of people? Yeah. You're like, well, okay, now you've made it a bit. Awkward. The simulation stuff doesn't really get to me because I uh, themes in board games are always a bit. Yeah, I know this one's been very like. The history and like the yeah. uh, the background has been very carefully assessed, but it's not something that turns me off the game. Mm. But I don't know if I would play it if it was trying to be cutesy, because it is quite a cutthroat game as well, right? Like yeah. it's literally the whole point of the game is negotiation, exploitation of people around the table and like the fictional regions in the game, right? Like the whole thing is being a scumbag. So if you dress it up as like, oh, the Rabbit Alliance is is playing up again, like. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're trying to carrots. cutesy it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to cutesy it up, maybe it's a, it doesn't land mm. a bit. But I don't know. It's gravitas. It's the aesthetic of it, I guess. Mm. It, oh, it aesthetic. Like... I think that's the first time we said it in this episode. <gasps> because it has no aesthetic. No. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a beautiful game. It's well. It's so well designed. I it's I don't know. It's I'm in. I'm completely in love with this game. It's I bought it end of last year, and it's probably my favorite game. That I, I, I mean, last I would. I and it's just I don't know time. the gameplay is fun and just everything about it is I feel so well designed that or, yeah I yeah, I it's, just it's I, an excellent I have to play it game. again to have a better feeling for it I think I I didn't quite get into it enough yet mm. I think that it does I think you need to kind yeah. of go because again if you just happen. like if you don't give a shit yeah mechanically you're rolling a few dice maybe spending some money yeah but I did give a shit though. that's not like that's the weird thing like it's not okay. but maybe it's just the yeah. fact that I played like a co-op like, yeah maybe yeah like, I just think it's easy to. I don't know. It's a game that I think could fall flat easily. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case with it can, Oath yeah. or something. But like, I know diplomacy would fall flat. I know yeah. that would fall. Because if you just do yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to spend what, Yeah, four, it would fall dice, flat okay. for like two reasons where one, people wouldn't be really invested in what's happening. And then I would say that this game can have a lot of the problem that co-op games can have, which is this like one person takes the turns where like, if you're like for what the company needs, it's like one person just be like, okay, this is what we have to do oh, for like the next. Quarterbacking. Yeah, this is the and be, perfect and being setup. Like, yes, this yeah. is what this is the perfect setup. We need this money. It needs to go here. It needs to go here. And mm. then that's what we're doing. And there's no discussion about it. And yeah. like, there can be, but like some people can just go like, this is. I've already looked at it, and this is the optimal way to do it. So mm. if you don't, yeah. if you don't do that, then are you even are you even trying to make? Is that why you need a Jonas at the table just to go? I'm going to roll one dice, <laughs> and that's it. And then he just points thirty three percent chance. The man, who, the man who goes. So I only need one dice, right? Well, technically, technically yeah. yes, but <laughs> then the, yeah. I mean, I'll have a risk taker. I'll have a risk taker. But the odds of you succeeding and shooting yourself in the face are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you need that in a commander. You know, you need the guts. He's gonna charge. He's gonna charge all the guns. Yeah, but this is the like difference for I, I and I cannot say if it's the above the bo- above the boardness or if it's the theme or what is it. But like I've played one game of John Company and one pl- game of Oath. And John mm. Company, I could play again. You guys are interested, in, like into it. I'm sure there's a reason that is, and like it wasn't bad. Oath, I was like, I would like to own this game Ooh. after Ooh. one ra- game, and it was like, but I decided against it because I 
don't definitely, own games. And I definitely cannot be running two oath like campaign or playing in two oath campaigns mm. at the same time, so it doesn't make sense for me to get it while is it yeah this one is going on. Okay. Is it really though like I'm trying to talk you into buying it um <laughs> <laughs> Is it yeah. that expensive? Is it, really? It is. Not well, uh, sure, but what's life is short though. Yeah, as what's well, what's money? Know, but yeah. is it really like it's a social construct? Is it really like you have to like maintain like a campaign? No, of, it's like more it's because it's it's not like no, I, like pandemic legacy or King's Dilemma no, 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 no. or a D and D thing. It's like you kind of continues, but you can kind of play it a few times. I, no, play. I I have a like set amount of hours a month I can put into playing Oath. Yeah, and I would yeah. like to put those into the game of Oath I already started and I not see. own it myself and try to schedule it twice a month. That's true. I'm trying to stop putting 57 million things on my ta- on my plate at the same time. I don't believe you. I'm trying. It's it. not going well. It, oh, it's yeah. a theoretical try. It's, it's a, a very, yeah. I won't do it apart from I'll always but do I'm it. But I'm like but it is genuinely like I had the same thing about Dune at the sa- at the time like Dune Dune mm. and it, I think it must tickle the same part of the brain. Mm. Kind of area control-ish oh, different powers. Uh, completely closed economy. Mm. Mm. Apart from like maybe spice, but yeah, yeah, but that's quite minimal. There is a bit of like possibility of getting money with like more favors in the economy and all as well. But yeah, I think mm. and like like I think it was a good question. Would I play this rather than root or rather than dune dune? And I think yes to both. And I think that means that it's maybe I'll end up buying it. Watch this space. That's that's high. Mm-hmm. That's high praise. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Yeah. yeah, to become the only the second game <laughs> that uh, Eta owns after Ti Four. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't buy myself. Well, you don't. I mean, yeah, it's, a you it. it's a caveat. It's a caveat. You got it. It's a, that's a hell of a shelf. So this, so this will be the first game you ever buy. Then, <laughs> is what we is what we hear. Ah, you know, I bought like five games last year and bought a game this week. But it's funnier if we it ignore those games. Wait, you bought a game this week? What I sent a picture into the group chat. I bought Parks. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've been. He I, doesn't see euros. I've been. He's, he's completely blind to a euro, euro game. But he doesn't Parks, think it's a euro. Parks is not a euro game. <laughs> God damn it! We had this discussion. It's not a euro game. It's just no. Okay. It doesn't fulfill any of the criteria. <laughs> Only all of them. No, none of them. Right. Let's not get into this. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. No. Let, let's end this podcast and then have a fist fight to yeah, decide. Let's it do it. It's fisticuffs at dawn. All right. Uh, or at dawn. Yeah. Oh. I'm up <laughs> early currently. Oh, Nine-ish, maybe. <laughs> I mean, in when's Finland, dawn? Yeah, that's true. Pretty, okay, yeah, pretty okay. fucking close. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. do it. All right. Well, we've definitely talked. I don't know about something. Mm. I guess that that's all we can. There was a say vague about, like, feeling of a theme. Yeah, I think was, that's the best I we think, can do it today. I yeah. think top takeaways for people that they can take from this is definitely games are good, mm-hmm. and John Company is a phenomenal game. Yeah. Buy it. Root uh, Oath is also a phenomenal game. Go buy mm. both of those games. You yeah. can buy them. Yeah. They're both expensive. You don't. You, you don't need, get. <laughs> you need lots of people who really want to play the game to play it. But yeah. if you do, do but that, if you do, do let that, us know. Yeah. you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. At least one of them. Yeah, this is the kind of journalism you don't get from uh, shut up and shit down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like gonna... you have to come to us yeah. for this sort of insightful buyer, you know, consumer advice. Mm. I think that's what that's another emphasis on consumer. Se- yeah, yeah. <laughs> unique selling point for us. Because we're sponsored heavily by, do you, I don't know, do you think these that episodes, one root guy. Do you think this episode should be called Sat Up and Shit Down? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think. I mean, we're not even worth suing, but they might do it. <laughs> Just for if it, I, yeah. If I get a, a cease and shit letter from... <laughs> Does that pun land? No, we're working but it's okay. It's pretty late. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> on that fucking bum oh. note, uh, I will say goodbye. It's goodbye from me. Oh, you're welcome, listener. 
it's, it's, it's also a goodbye from me. And I'm, so humble. Like, I need to learn to enunciate better. <laughs> that could be in a later episode. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye.